Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. This is Josh. And I'm Erica. And I love my coffee. With a splash of crime. Hi Erica, how are you? Doing well, how are you? I'm well, thanks. What's in your cup? I have a vanilla latte. Looks hot. toasty. Yeah, it's really nice because it was super hot, but then the weather cooled off. And so I just want to have a hot coffee before. I mean, I always have iced coffees, let's be honest, but I will not have hot coffees in the summer. I was just feeling cozy. It's kind of cool this morning. It is cozy. Great minds think alike. Today, I'm drinking a honey almond milk flat white. We both toasty. Oh, yeah. It's going to get hot in here. Whenever I drink hot coffee, I get hot. Really? Yeah. How many bodies did they find in that lake? I've been kind of keeping up with it. Actually, our cousin tagged me in the original news article. Mm-hmm. And, or did I tag her? Now, all of a sudden, I can't remember. It's, it's fine. That's not important. I think she tagged me. In Lake Mead, just next to Las Vegas, they've been finding barrels. And in one of the barrels that contained a body, skeletal remains of a man. I forgot how old they said he was, but that he had been shot. I don't really know. But that he had been shot and his shoes appeared to be from the 1970s mm-hmm. from Kmart. Platform shoes, maybe. I don't know. That's all I can imagine. They literally could have been any 70s shoes. I'm just so confused on why Kmart. <laughs> like that's, that's your first fashion mistake. <laughs> well, I mean, Kmart, I think there were a lot more Kmart. Now, if you go to Kmart, you're like hunting it out and it's like going to be a weird Kmart. But before, I think they were just kind of everywhere. Oh, yeah. But still kind of cheap. But I think Kmart was like the Walmart. Still a fashion mistake, just being honest. I mean, yeah. Could have been any shoes, but I just picture some groovy platforms. It was weird because they were so adamant on how there's probably going to be more bodies. And I was like, "How? that's a really weird thing to say, I feel like. How would you just expect there to be more? And so what's happening is that the tide is receding due to the drought Mm -hmm. and so the barrels are at the bottom of lake mead and then as the the tide comes out they're finding these barrels but don't people do people scuba dive in lakes i don't think so i think the only time they scuba dive is if they're like and people don't use like sonar like if you're fishing i think it's a lake in the middle of a desert yeah i mean it is I, i don't think people are going there to fish i think people are going there to boat dump bodies no, well, even during the desert, like, people swim and boat and fish. No, no, yeah, but I think... They said like it would have been, I think, like, 20 feet underwater. It's not like a hot spot. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. I think it is. It's not like Havasu. Maybe not. But now there's one body, which you would think, okay, this is just like a one-time thing. Sunk to the bottom. All that good stuff. And then they found another barrel that was empty. Mm -hmm. But it looks like the barrels are corroded. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if that empty barrel was corroded and it actually had something in it that just ended up not staying in it. Mm -hmm. You know, like whatever. I don't know. Maybe they put bloody clothes and a gun in there or something and then it ended up floating away. A gun's heavy. But I mean, some sort of weather conditions caused it to kind of go with the little tide of the lake. I mean. Yeah. (laughs) At least, well, the clothes would, I think, just sitting in the water might disintegrate over time. Yeah. From the 70s. That's a while. Mm -hmm. And if you killed somebody, obviously there would be other types of evidence that you would want to throw in this barrel. Fuck, you know what I just realized? Huh? 1970 is like 50 years away. It's 52 years. That's insane. 
Yeah. So in 50 years, this gun didn't happen to come out of this barrel or maybe it fell out and then the barrel got pushed. And so there some, it doesn't have to be a gun, some sort of weapon. Oh, like even a gun? Be, I don't know. Like a gun? Kind of like a gun. <laughs> you know, I'm I don't know. I know it. guns are heavy, but it's a, it's a fucking lake. Maybe oh, like it, a pistol. Maybe it just came out of the barrel when they dropped the barrel in, and then now it's buried in the sand. Maybe they did or seaweed. Maybe they or did a barrel roll. Lakes are kind of nasty, roll. you know. Yeah, yeah, something. I don't know. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, well maybe they'll find more. But then I just saw the news article saying they found two more. No, well I saw one that was kind of like, oh, two more. But then all the other ones, they weren't giving a number. It just said more bodies, and I'm like, I need to see. These I think bodies. they can't. I, I think they don't want to put numbers on their articles. Yeah. Because yeah. if they find more bodies. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm just going to jump into the case. I'm just going to start now. It's an unsolved one. My favorite. I know people hate them. Joel hates them. Does he? Like whenever we watch the, um, I'll force him to watch documentaries when they come out with them on Netflix and sometimes they're unsolved, mm-hmm. but I won't tell him. I'll just be like, oh, let's watch this documentary and then we'll watch it. And then he'll be like, wait, but what happened? Next episode. Honestly, if I would get so irritated not knowing it was unsolved at the beginning. Okay. Because he doesn't <laughs> like it and he wants to know what's going to happen. I'm okay with unsolved like cases. I love like, it when they're just like, oh, and that's it. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to know. If I know from descriptions. Yeah. If I, I would have to know that it's unsolved case is still the evidence we know. I'm okay with that. Okay. But if I'm watching something and I'm waiting for the <laughs> like buzz, turn of, buzz. Turn there's of no end. I, I, it fucking irritates me, bro. I I'm love just like, it nah. so much. I, I need to know. It gets the wheels turning and I'm I'm obsessed. Bitch, it's going to not make the wheels turn. It's going to. And I can't even sleep because I'm just like, can't stop thinking about it. Okay. So this is an unsolved one. You're going to have a thousand questions. I can already see that glow in your eye. And it's not in Texas. No. Okay. So. There's that. This one's in Bolin, New Mexico. This one is a case that started September 20th, 1988. This is the story of Tara Calico. Tara Calico lived at home with her parents. She was a 19-year-old sophomore in college, and she lived with her mom, Patty, her stepdad, John, and her stepsister, Michelle. This girl was super active. She played tennis. She did after-school clubs. She would go on a 15-mile bike ride every day. That's crazy. Like, homegirl did work. I'd be dead. Yeah, same. Isn't New Mexico super fucking hot, too? I think so, but it's in September. Oh, okay. But I mean, did she only do all this stuff when it was cool outside or? Was I don't she just know. Like, okay. So she liked to bike. Yeah. So homegirl liked to be active. Okay. And homegirl had a boyfriend and friends. Yeah. So she's just busy, social. Yeah. She's like busy. Homegirl's just living her life. Okay. Good for her. <laughs> Honestly, same. Like, good <laughs> for her. She was going to go on a bike ride one morning at 9.30 in the morning. And when she went to go grab her bike, her bike had a flat tire. She asked her mom, she was like, hey, can I take your bike? And her mom was like, sure, knock yourself out. It's like a hot pink bike. And her mom always went with her, but that morning she didn't go with her because of something? No. Okay. I'm thinking of a different case. Okay. But her mom has gone with her, but we're going to get into that later. Okay. So Am there. I kind of right? 
No. Okay. Like you are kind of right, but you're completely not right. Okay, perfect. So it's a different case. <laughs> yeah. She tells her mom, like, I'm going to go on my bike ride. I'm going to go meet some friends and I'm going to go do some stuff. I'm going to meet my boyfriend and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to go do my thing. And she tells her mom, like, hey, if I'm not back by 1130, can you come get me? I have class later and I have things to do. So by 1130, if I'm not home, come get me. Which I'm assuming she just was going to help a girl out and just, I don't, I don't know how she was going to find her. Because they didn't have cell phones. Okay. There's that. So like, oh, if I lose track of time, just come pick me up. Well, everybody said she was super punctual. It was something like if she was with her boyfriend a little longer or like, I think she was meeting her friends for a school thing. I think if... I'm sure her mom knew where she was. Yes. And she didn't have the time because you didn't have a cell phone. So if you didn't have your watch... Yeah. If you weren't wearing a watch, you wouldn't know what time it was. Yes. She used to take this route. It was Route 47, and it was a 17-mile stretch of land. Jeez. That was just like a boring-ass road. Okay. But she used to bike all the fucking time. But that was like her way to get more into town. Bolin, New Mexico was 30 minutes away from Albuquerque. They lived in like the suburbs for them to get more into town. It was like 17 miles away. Just so you kind of have some like visual. So she could have definitely been abducted by aliens out there. I was going to say it, but I didn't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but that's this case. She was abducted by aliens. Case closed. I freaking knew it because I've been to New Mexico Mm -hmm. and the parts we drove through. Yeah. It's known for alien activity. Yeah. Like we've gone, I've been to alien jerky consignment stores or like. But shout out to alien jerky. They're cracked pepper turkey jerky. Laps. Oh my god, we should go get some right now. They have it at the at the liquor store right here. But it's not the same. How do you know? It's not fresh. It's not the same. Fuck it, whatever. No. Have you ever had the which, which, which one's your favorite? The peppered one. The cracked pepper turkey jerky? Yeah. I don't even like like beef jerky, but I like that one. I love it. Fucking fire. There was also a couple other ones I like, but now all of a sudden I know it when I see it. Yes. But it's, I don't, I kind of like all of them, to be honest. I don't really like beef jerky. There's like a spicy one that's really good. But I love pepper. We know. Like, I love pepper. I've been victimized by your cooking. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes you just measure it with your heart. I think they say that. Joke's on you guys. She's the only one that says that. (laughs) (laughs) She gets spicy. (laughs) I'm like, why is it spicy? (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) And you and Joel just look at me like, oh. You fucking bitch, you did it again. <laughs> and then I, I see you in the like... kitchen over there. You're not even like, it's not a pinch. You're just straight up taking the fucking kitchen spoon. <laughs> you're just fucking taking the top off and dumping it. <laughs> I usually do that. And that's why sometimes. Are you serious? <laughs> that's why sometimes it just gets too much because I like to dump it. Okay. Well, I'm just going to get back to this. <laughs> you just got to give it a shake. Honey. Okay, so she went on her bike ride, and by 11.30, her mom doesn't hear from her. She's not home. She's like, all right. Then by 12 o'clock, still not home, Patty tells John, her husband, her stepdad, okay, let's go look for her, because homegirl's not home. Okay. They search and search. They drive up and down this 17-mile road. They don't find her. They go to the local spots that she goes to. Couldn't find her. So they end up going to the police, which... It's kind of crazy. All this sounds really weird to me. Really? If I'm not home, come and find me. But you don't know where I'm going to be. <laughs> then when they go and they can't find her, they go straight to the police. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Unless she knew something bad was going to happen, why would you have your parents come look for you? Why wouldn't you just come home? I don't know, dude. 
Somebody had a watch. Someone had something with the damn time on it. Stop at the liquor store. Be like, hey, do you have the time? So they go to the police. The police actually are super helpful. Hella helpful. They're like, fuck it. Let's start looking for her. That's fucking weird. I think Especially in, in 88. You didn't even know. People went missing. You thought they were runaways. You didn't even fucking know. You're like, hey, gotta wait 24 hours to report it. Probably some bullshit like that. Probably. It's a small town. She's on drugs or some bullshit. Well, that she wasn't. Say. She was a 19 year old. And they would have been like, she's an adult. She literally probably just left. I'm not even kidding. I hear so many cases like that. Well, it's not like that. The cops are like, all right, let's start looking. So they like start looking. They like get everybody involved. A bunch of different cops are looking around. They seek out other agencies. Other agencies start helping. Shit gets intense. Okay. Okay. But this is all within the first 24 hours. So they definitely had alien activity. Some shit. They were like, we're going to hunt those bitches down. Um, Call the men in black. <laughs> then on the first day of her missing four miles away from i don't want to say the route the highway okay it's route 47 so is it a highway yeah i know this from experience as um, Californians, cars. i've been watching cars it says life is a highway i'm gonna ride it all night long <laughs> bitch. and it's route 66 but he calls it a highway okay and isn't that song made for the movie or is that song just used for the movie I don't know. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's made for them. No, so the I'm route, pretty sure. Four miles from the route. I'm sorry. It's. I'm pretty sure that song was the song before the movie. It's Rascal Flatts, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure they like had him make the song for the movie. I don't think so. Like a soundtrack. I don't think so. Pretty sure. Okay. Kind of like Tarzan. How? Uh... Tarzan was different. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so four miles away, they find bike tracks. And the bike tracks are weird. They don't physically have the bike that, which this is weird to me. But it was a different time in 88. They can't specifically say that the bike tracks were her bike tracks because they don't have the bike. Okay. Which, that makes sense. Can't you identify any bike tracks? I think you would look for that oh, you know bike. What I just realized? But then if they ever changed the tire, which they could say they didn't, but. You know, do bike tracks have tracks or yeah. they're just. No, they have tracks. Oh, okay. I like they're a... all different. Okay. Some will be in like. Like a boot mark. Like a diamond. Or like a tire track. But I don't know how many different types of bike tracks there would be. I don't know if like this bike would all have the same tire. Like the manufacturer, they would use the same manufacturer, which is whatever tire. It depends how many different types of bike tires there are, which I don't know. Some of them are kind of, I think, square and some are like triangles. All this like talk the is making me tired. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <Or> tired. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> so stupid. I know. I loved it, though. I think some of them are, like, have little dots, too. Are you a tire expert? Why do you know so much about fucking tire tracks? That's why you called me on this show. I am the tire expert. Okay, your services are no longer needed. And I'm here to tell you about the tires. Okay, thank you. I think it's, they're exactly like a shoe. Sounds good. These tire tracks end up going kind of a ways. It doesn't say how far they go. But they come to an end. And they end with car Crop tracks. Circles. Oh, cars. The car just like drives onto the highway. And the tire tracks just end. But it looks like, according to what they said, is it looks like there was an altercation between the bike and the car. There was something happened that caused it not to look smooth. It didn't look like they just got off the bike. It looks like they got hit. Yeah. It seems to me like she drove off the trail. And then somebody ended up hitting her. 
because she wasn't where she was where she was supposed to be. At this point, is it just like off into desert? I don't know. Okay. I think it's like you know the side of the freeway how there's like grass, but also big ass trees, but then there's a shit ton of dirt and there's like patchy. Yeah. Like that. Okay. You can see trails in it, but maybe she was going through those trails I think you and then physically, somebody I, cars aren't supposed to be there. In this area that they find the two tracks, they find a piece of a, you know what a Walkman is, right? I sure as hell do. They find a broken Walkman, like a broken piece of the Walkman. I guess it was yellow that she had, and they find a piece of it. And then a little further down the way, they find the Walkman. They find it, and the headphones are missing, but the Walkman's still there. But are they hers? They say it's hers. Okay. Because they can't really identify saying that this was her or not because shit. Her parents are like, she loved whatever was playing. It's like her song. It's her. She loved to listen to it. So it's definitely hers. Because she went missing Monday and that's when everything happened. Then Tuesday, they continued the search. And Tuesday morning, two ranch hands were working in the area and they actually ended up seeing her. They were like, oh, they seen her. She was headed north, which was like home. So it would have made sense. That's where she would have been. I said she was on the pink bike. I said it looked like she was being followed. She was listening to the Walkman. She had headphones in and it looked like a truck was following her. That's really fucking scary. Yes. You would think they would try to help her. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know. Okay. And then her mom ended up saying that one time she went on a bike ride with her on route, 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 route. I don't know which one's correct. Route 47. And she felt like they were being followed one time. I've heard this case. You have? Yeah. <laughs> what? This is funny. I have heard it. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember it, though. I, I pulled a lot of sources, but crime junkies did do it. Yeah. So that's why I've heard it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The only reason I find it, I like smiled like that is because. I've heard every crime junkies episode. I've seen your face light up like the wheels clicked. Yeah. You're like, oh, I've heard this. Remember I was saying how like the mom was going to go, but then something. It, I knew it was something. I just couldn't remember exactly what it was. I guess one time her mom went and she felt like she was being followed, but then she like recommended that she didn't go on that route. Mm-hmm. route and then she was like, she's 19. I can't stop her. Yeah. And she liked that route and she always took that route. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Look at you knowing things. Yeah. I do. I, I remember. <laughs> Sometimes there's just so much information in my brain from all these different cases that it's hard for me to remember every single. And then once details like that stick out, then. And I remember the pink bike because it, it seems weird to me to have a hot pink bike as a mom. It's not. It's just especially in the 80s, like those brighter colors were so big, but it's. So you're not allowed to have a hot pink bike? No, I mean, you can. So you're you're hot pink bike shaming. No, it's just kind of random. Just, so it's not okay. Well, I've never heard another case about a hot pink bike. So that detail is just like stuck in my brain. So people can't have a hot pink bike. I mean, they can do whatever they want. It seems like you don't allow them to have a hot pink bike. I mean, whatever they want to do. You don't, right. can't stop. Two ranch, heads, two ranch hens said that they seen her heading north, which would have made sense according to the time that she was going home at 1130. If they seen her at that time around 1130 a.m., she would have been home by noon. Okay. Estimated on the location to home, the bike ride is roughly around 15 to 30 minutes. You know, that's why you're never supposed to have a routine. 
I'm fucked because I have a routine. You're never supposed to. Even if you drive home from the same place every day, you're supposed to take a different route. 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 I don't know which one it is. <laughs> it's a route. I don't know. But you're supposed, they say even if you're just like coming home from work or if you, like if you're a kid and you're walking home from school, each time you walk home from school, you should go a different way. Because if people know your routine, like say they live right there and they see you walking home every day, it's easier for them to plan that you would be walking past those train tracks at a certain time or you'd be walking past their house at a certain time or if a truck works by there like for for example one time I would walk up to a certain point I had to walk home from school the same way yeah and then depending who I was walking with sometimes I would change right at the end Uh sometimes I'd keep going straight to my friend's grandma's house sometimes I'd go right and cut through the park depends like who I was walking home with Uh well I would walk the same way every single day in high school And then I passed this shop. I don't know what it is. I think at one point it was like a paint shop, but I think it's like a car shop. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. And I was walking home and there was a bunch of dudes outside and like heavy Spanish speaking dudes. Mm -hmm. And like not English speaking dudes. Mm -hmm. I was walking by and the guy smiled and then he yelled out my name and then all his coworkers kind of started laughing And I turned around and I looked and I was super confused because I'm like 13, 14. Mm -hmm. I was a freshman in high school. And I was so confused about how that he knew my name. Mm -hmm. But I had never seen these guys before in my life. Mm -hmm. I think since I would walk past her every day, maybe one of my friends at some point said my name in that area. And they remembered my name and they remembered me because I would walk past. But I was so young that I wouldn't really pay attention to my surroundings, hanging out with my friends, talking to my friends, having my snack from the liquor store, drinking my freaking rock star, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And you're tired. You're walking. And And I would walk far as hell. Yeah. I was just trying to get home. I wasn't really paying attention to the random like 30 year old dudes at this place. And so it kind of freaked me out because they remembered me. They knew me because I would walk past every day. Yeah, that's weird. That's that's weird. So it's like, since she always took this, I wonder if she had a routine and would actually go at 11 o'clock every day, you know, and go like however far. Yeah. And then come back. Maybe. And be at the same exact point at the same exact time every day. Like Monday through Friday. Yeah. And so, because if the mom felt like there was a truck following her and then there was somebody said that there was a truck following her, it literally could have been the same person following her and just waiting to build up the courage. Yeah. To grab her. Yeah. I don't know. It's super weird. The truck that the, the ranch hand said that it looked like she was being followed. She could have not been. The way that like the distance was, like you could follow someone or you could not be following someone. Yeah. Like, have you ever, you you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know how when you're kind of that distance, it looks like you're trying to just make distance to follow them, but you could just be driving and being But also the only way you could follow somebody from that distance is if you already knew where they were going. Maybe. Or you could just be cautious because you're on a two lane highway and you're not trying to kill the biker. Yeah. And there might be multiple bikers. Maybe. I don't know. I get anxiety when I pass a biker. I get really bad anxiety. I do it too. actually happened to me today. 
Did it? I'm so sorry. Like we were both about to reach the red light at the same time. And you had to turn right and they were going straight. And I had to turn right and they were going straight. And I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Do I speed up and try to go in front? So I slowed down. And the car behind me, like, what the fuck is she doing? And then the biker looks at me like, she's going to slow down, right? And I'm like, bitch, I'm slow. (laughs) Like, I get I'm in an SUV now, but. Oh, God. I promise I won't run you over. They said she wasn't looking back. She wasn't like, oh, they're following me. Oh, they're following me. It was more like she had her headphones in. She was just like going. Yeah. It looked like it could have been irrelevant, but the truck stood out because it had a camper on it too. Yeah. It was an older model truck with a camper. Yeah. Wednesday, they have really, really bad weather. They have wind storms and gust storms and it's raining and it's yeah. cloudy and, and they're it's like, overcast. If she's out there like, It's fuck. not good. Yeah. Well, then the case goes cold for a couple months. So this was in September. July of 1989, in the summer, John, her stepdad, gets a call from a friend and is like, hey, they have a picture of Tara on To Commit Affair TV show, crime TV show. I'm pretty sure it's like a oxygen TV show. I don't know. And on there, he's like, there's a picture. She's on TV. She's on TV. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, turn it on. You have to turn it on. It's a picture of her. I guess basically what happened was in North Florida, outside of a convenience store, a woman went into a store. I think it was like a gas station store. She's seen a white windowless van. And the guy was just sitting in there. Looked like he didn't have any passengers in his car. She went in and then something about this van was off. I, I don't know the way the guy was sitting in there. If he didn't look like he didn't have any passengers. He was just in. He was just parked in front of the store. Didn't look like he went in. Didn't look like he was waiting for anyone. And then he left. And then when she came out, there was a Polaroid picture on the floor. And this is the famous photo that everybody talks about. Basically, in this photo, it's a teenage girl and a little boy. And her hands are behind her back. And you can't physically see her feet. And she has duct tape on her mouth. And the little boy is also duct tape. His mouth is duct tape. But you can't see his hands or feet either. And they're sitting on blankets. It's kind of weird. It's weird. I kind of feel like they might have been dropped on purpose. I, I, I don't know. You wouldn't drop a photo like that and, like, incriminate yourself. That's the photo. Oh, my God. Imagine being the parent. This is a famous photo. They're in the back of the van. They're both laying down on the bed in the van. And the girl, she looks serious. They obviously took two kids. That's just crazy. This photo is huge in the crime community. In that photo, she has a visible scar on her. Basically, this lady, she sees that photo. She thinks it's crazy. It looks like, they said it looked like it was, like, in his car door. And he may have gotten out at some point and accidentally dropped the photo. Yeah. So that's what it looked like. But it's like at this point, you don't even know if they're in the back of the van. Yes. Like at this point, it might already be done. Yes. If he sold them or... Who knows? Yeah. So this was in North Florida. This wasn't... Yeah, which is also... I mean, it's kind of far. Not too far. You could definitely flee to Florida. Because she reports it to the police immediately... They do a full investigation and they're like, all right, this is obviously crazy. This guy, John's friend, was like, I have this photo. This show was like, if you have any information regarding these kids, contact us. So they contact them. And they're like, I'm pretty sure that's their daughter. Like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's Tara. That's horrifying. They fly to Florida and she has a scar on her leg. And I guess Tara got that scar from a car accident when she was at home. So it's the same scar. And then the book that is next to them... It was her favorite book. They're very, very convinced that it's her. This person just happened to buy the book that she likes a lot? I don't know. 
I found that really crazy, weird too. Unless she had a backpack or something like that. And yeah, I, I don't know, it, dude. And they let her keep it, but it's just so crazy to me. The photo is so weird. The photo is super weird. It's giving me anxiety. Okay. The only details that they got from the man was he was a white man in his 30s with a mustache. So the most common white van. Yeah. It's like exactly what a serial killer is. Yes. Down to the T. Yeah. Well, police were super cooperative immediately, and they set up roadblocks and everything within, I think it was an hour. Damn, that's amazing. Quick. Yeah. Unfortunately, they didn't get anything from it. There was no help from the roadblocks. They never intercepted the van trying to leave the city. But at this point, the FBI is now getting involved. Yeah. John and Patty fly from New Mexico to Florida. The FBI meets them in Florida and is like, hey, we're going to be taking lead investigation on the case. How much do you know? And this part gets kind of crazy because they enhance and analyze the photo. This part is confusing as fuck to me. Because they also analyze the photo, there's so many different things said about the photo, but I'm going to get into that a little bit later. But I just, I want to make note of it just so you could kind of get an idea. Two things that they worry about. First, they worry about who's the little boy in the photo. If that's the girl, who's the little boy in the photo? The little boy in the photo, they like go, they try to seek it out. And an hour and a half away, or I'm sorry, 130 miles away from where they live in New Mexico. In New Mexico, a little boy also went missing. And this little boy's name is Michael Jr. And he went missing in the north part of New Mexico on a camping trip with his dad. They went on a camping trip. Somehow the boy went missing. I don't know all the details. It was kind of vague. They ended up doing a full search party like how they did for Tara. Rangers, helicopters, divers, they had it all. They also contact the FBI, and they're like, we're pretty sure that's our son, but we're not 100% sure. They were like, it could be, it could not be. That's really weird. But we're going to be cautious. How do you not know what your kid looks like? No, I think it was just, it's a Polaroid. Yeah. And I don't know how they seen it from, they might have seen it on TV. Yeah. There's just a lot more, like, Patty, her mom, was so convinced that it was her. So convinced. I don't know, they're just kind of like, eh. And then they're trying to set up a timeline. So they go into the the manufacturing of the Polaroid. And if she went missing in 1988 and they found the photo in July of 1989, the Polaroid was manufactured in May of 1989. So that means if that's her, she was kept alive, guaranteed from September all the way to May. And they don't know when the photo was taken. It was just taken after May. So it was taken sometime between May and May July, July. Which is a big time gap. But it sounds like they weren't going to kill her. Because usually if they are going to, they'll, they'll do it. Yes. But it pretty seems quickly. like they were being kept as like into sex slave free. That's what it sounds like to me. Maybe. Like maybe they both ended up happening to be sold to the same person. Mm-hmm. Or they were just being transported and transported then... together. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I know that people will take kids of all ages and genders and... Yeah. Well, unfortunately, Michael Jr. was found in June of 1990. He was found just in the wilderness. He died from exposure. He just got lost? Yeah. He was never taken. He was never... That's crazy. But unfortunately, that just gives us more questions on who the little boy is. Yeah. It doesn't narrow anything down. It's not Michael, but it's still really sad. Yeah. Which it's also hard because you don't know how old this little boy was when he was taken. He could have been two 
and now he's seven or whatever it is it'd be harder to recognize him yeah and that photo it, it's like a seven or eight year old they look i don't know they don't look scared they look serious i'm gonna get to that but like the duct tape on their mouth seems staged <laughs> uh, you're a funny bitch i swear i literally don't remember any details from this case we're, we're gonna get into that except mm. the pink bike except the pink bike i guess new mexico has a national lab like a mm-hmm. famous national lab to identify like things okay and in 2003, they said it was Tara in the photo. But then a couple years later in 2008, the FBI said it wasn't Tara. New developments, maybe new technologies changed to guarantee. I don't know. But Patty was convinced that it was her. How scary knowing like your daughter could just be out there. Yeah. With whatever creeps doing whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Patty was so sure that it was her that she ended up reaching out to a UK company. And they analyzed photos and they also said it was Tara. I don't really know who to believe. Unfortunately, two years later, Patty died. She didn't really get answers. Now the photo. A lot of people say that there's a lot of different speculation when it comes to it. They say you can't see their hands or feet. So there's no guarantee that they're bound. Yeah. In the photo, you can't see it. I mean, they could be locked in the back of the van with somebody. But the way that their like arms and legs are together. Like they might be stuck in the van, but not bound. Yes. The duct tape on their mouth, they said that you'd have irritation from where the duct tape was, and there's no irritation on either of their mouths. Yeah, like they just put it on. Yes. Maybe you wouldn't see the ir- irritation as much in a Polaroid. The way it was supposed to be enhanced, because I guess the FBI enhanced it a bunch, they said that they were able to see details that it w- there was no irritation. Okay. Which is crazy to me, because it depends on a lot of different things. And they also said the tightness of the duct tape. It looked loose. Yes. That's what I'm saying. It looked like it was just placed on there. Yes. Like they had the kids place it on there. Yeah, it was something like, here's weird. Here's your piece. Here's your piece. Put it on. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. Let me take a picture, which is like. Weird. Unless the, I hate to say it, but I just keep thinking like sexual predators have so many different kinks and like weird stuff. Yeah. So it's like maybe seeing the kids with the duct tape is something that they wanted to see. I don't know. And that's, I mean, at that point, if you were taking illegal photos, you had to take Polaroids. Because if not, you had to get it developed. Yes. And so it would have to be taken on a Polaroid and they would have to like somehow send them to each other. But I mean, maybe the bound duct tape thing could be more, I don't want to say a kink. Yeah. But like. Maybe a kink. That predators like thing that gets them off. Obviously, kidnapping kids gets them off. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Which freaks me out. Yeah. And that's why that picture, I think, gives me such anxiety. Because I don't think you would just be like, here, take a picture with duct tape on. Yeah. And they could literally tell them anything to put duct tape on. Yeah. You'll get to eat if you just do this. You'll get whatever, whatever. You'll get to use the bathroom. Yeah. Which is sad. We'll let you see your parents again. We'll send you home. Or like whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Anyway, also in the photo, in the book, I guess there's a phone number that's been scratched out on the book. When they enhanced the photo, I it I couldn't see shit on the photo. When I zoomed into the book, they must have enhanced it crazy. But if she got hit, it could have just scratched the book, no? Well, according to the number, it I think it was like four numbers or three numbers short from a phone number. They cross-referenced everything, and it narrowed them down to 57 phone numbers. It was three numbers short. 
it had the area code, it had the three numbers in the middle, and then it had one number at the end, and then you're unable to get the last three numbers. Oh, because they number. were scratched out. Yeah, there were 57 numbers that were, like, active. Okay. They narrowed them down, no leads. Why was there a number on the book? We don't know. What number is that? That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I believe the number actually wasn't written on the book. It was scratched into the book. Maybe she was trying to give a message to someone at some point. Maybe. And that's why it was in the photo? Mm-hmm. Like, she purposely made sure it was in the photo? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. I, I don't even know. At some point, when John and Patty, two years before she died, they decided that they were going to get a fresh start, and they were actually going to move to Florida. But right before they moved, I guess you can take this program with police stations and county sheriff's departments where it makes you almost a cop. Like you can carry a gun and you can get access to their databases. Oh, it's like a, like when they have like citizens arrest type of thing. It's kind of like that, but you're almost a sheriff without being a sheriff. You don't have a badge, but you get to carry a gun and you have access to all of their information. That's crazy. Let's do it. Yeah, it sounds okay. kind of fun, but also you might have to be really fit because okay. I think there's an endurance test. Didn't sound that fun. Yeah, it's lame. <laughs> they ended up doing this test and they ended up becoming really close with the lead investigator that took over her case, which is really weird to me. Yeah. Because it seems like there's a conflict of interest there. I, I thought there had to be like some sort of level of professionalism. I guess they bonded because he also lost a child. Okay. And she lost a child or they lost a child. So that's crazy. It's like a weird I just bond. can't even imagine. Yeah, I don't know. Right before he ended up retiring. His name's Renee. He ended up retiring in 2008. And Renee says he knew somebody who he spoke to. And essentially what happened was somebody confessed to him on their deathbed. Their name was Michael. Michael? Pretty sure it was Michael. Pretty sure it was Michael. Yeah, I'm like 90% sure it was Michael. Okay. No, I'm, it was Howard. Okay. Sorry. Damn I, it, Howard. So basically... Before Howard died, Howard was like, I know what happened to Tara. And basically what happened was... Which is fucking random. Yes. Like, you would need to know her to know. Yes. According to what Howard said was Howard had a friend who lived at a trailer around where Tara used to ride her bike every day. And, you know, this is really fucking creepy because you just told me that story about you and that fucking guy. Now I'm sketched out. I'm going to start taking different routes from work. Yeah. I'm but telling you. Then... If I take a different route and something happens to me, you're like, why the fuck was he over there? No. So I'm, it's, it's, it's on live recording. I'm taking a different route, not to be shady. I just don't want to die. Yeah. Which doesn't matter if I'm a guy. I don't think it happens to guys. Happens to guys. Bad stuff happens to guys. No, I know. But I don't think it's as common as to girls. They might just want to beat you up because they don't like you. Fuck. Okay. Anyway. It might just be somebody who you pissed off at work. It literally can't happen to anybody. Okay, anyway, so basically he says that he lived in a trailer park with this other dude, and he used to go over to his house, and he used to drink, like, he used to drink and party and do drugs, and this guy was the sheriff's son, and the sheriff's son was just a fucking psycho, like, I guess he was young, he turned 18 or 19 at the time, and him and his buddy used to just do, like, crazy shit, and they had a truck with a camper. I guess what happened was his friend confessed to him that they were on a drug binge, they seen Tara, they hit her with the truck. Then after that, she was knocked unconscious. They took her to the desert, sexually assaulted her, stabbed her, brought her back to his basement, tried to bury her in his basement, and then took her somewhere. 
I feel like... Is that the stretch? This could be a different girl they're talking about, and they got them confused. Because she wasn't dead. That Polaroid was way after. Yes. That's when it gets... That's the weird thing. So it kind of sounds like maybe that did happen, but to somebody else. But they did also mention the hot pink bike. Maybe they did, like, maybe there was two different girls. And his truck identified exactly Or the maybe one with he the said, you know, maybe he said, oh, we killed her, but they didn't actually kill her. They actually, they didn't actually kill her. They actually sold her. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Because that would mean that that girl in that picture is not her. I know. And it's weird to have the same scar. But then is it bad to say as if I was her mom, I'd rather her be dead than be. I don't know. Being tortured and. Honestly, yeah, I, I, I agree. And like out there where like you don't know. I'd rather somebody be dead than have to like. Suffer. Suffer. For maybe their whole life. You don't even and know. Like, yeah, that's really sad. Officer Renee decided that he was going to have an interview with. Some newspaper company. And basically he said was right before he retired, he had a solid case. And there were two mystery men that he didn't want to share their names. But he has a lot of evidence, but he also doesn't have enough evidence because he doesn't have the bike, the body, or anything else. And then a lot of people were pissed at him because he went to the public with this information and basically said he had everything for arrest without making an arrest. So a lot of people You know what I just thought of? What? That whole Terra bike thing. Is it possible they did pick up a girl that was on a pink bike, but it wasn't her? Maybe. It was just a girl with a pink bike that was 19. I mean, I feel like it's not that uncommon of a thing. New Mexico, they probably had one fucking Kmart or Walmart carried the same bike. So maybe more than one person ended up with a similar looking bike. I know. I don't know. But in that area, if two girls went missing, it would have been. Yeah. And no other girl was reported missing. Yeah. It's just so weird. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people were pissed, and then a lot of people were like, why would he go to the public and say that if he didn't really have anything? And then some people were trying to justify for this officer for going to the public, saying that maybe he wanted to give more pressure to see if, like, people will come forward, which doesn't seem fucking likely. I don't know. That confuses the hell out of me. I don't I don't understand the point of him going to, like... Me either. For five minutes of fame? No, it seems it was, like, a last-minute reach. Last resort. So he did the interview in 2008. Well, now we're going to fast-forward to 2018. Oh, damn. 2018, the chief of police of Florida gets a picture of a girl and a boy on the anniversary of the picture being found. And it's a picture of them without duct tape, but tape is drawn on their mouth. But it's the same photo? Mm-hmm. So they took one with the tape and one without the tape? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they did drop that photo on purpose, probably. I don't know. And then... That same day, a newspaper in Albuquerque, New Mexico, also got that photo, too. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because it seems like they would have dropped it on purpose and wanted someone to find it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know how they said that that girl, at the, that lady at the liquor store said she felt like the van was weird, that she got, like, weird vibes? Mm-hmm. Obviously, this person in the van was doing something to make her feel that way, and it could have honestly just been staring at her because he wanted her to find the photos. Maybe. Maybe she parked next to him. You know when somebody's being weird. And she obviously felt that weirdness because he was obviously being weird or wanted to drop the photos or make sure that she found the photos. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. And then it's like releasing them again. They try to say that the photos being sent to them is obviously taken seriously, but it also could be... Like a hoax or a prank. A hoax yeah. or like a sadistic joke. Yeah. So that's a high possibility. 
people get like that. I know. So who knows? And then also in 2013, they actually did a task force and reopened her case. Mm -hmm. And I guess they just wanted to find new evidence of... Fresh eyes. Fresh eyes. New things. So this task force is actually super crazy. They have like FBI. They have people from Albuquerque. They have people from Florida. They have people from New York. They have people from D.C. All these people are a part of this task force. It's actually like... I think it's one of the biggest task force on a missing persons case. I wonder if they have facial recognition for her or facial. What's it called? That facial development where you can see how somebody looks in a, like age. Yeah. Yeah. Because if she was like 20 years older than me. So she's in her 80s. She's like. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> funny. Very funny. So she's like in her 50s. Mm-hmm. Who knows what the heck she would look like. Yeah. You know. This huge task force, they basically, the case went cold. There's no update. In April 2019, they said that they had new evidence and new leads. That's weird. They didn't release it. It's super close to the vest. And then in October 2019, the FBI offered a $20,000 reward for anybody who has any information leading to the case. They obviously feel like somebody has information. Yes. But that's the last thing that was said. Especially to release a reward so much later. Mm Mm-hmm. I almost feel like they should put on it and solve the mysteries. A lot of evidence has been redacted from the public eye for a good reason due to the fact that it's still an ongoing investigation. But yeah, if you if anybody has any information, call the FBI or go to the FBI tip website. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I just have wrote it down. You could probably do like Crime Stoppers too, maybe. Yeah. That's crazy. The unsolved mystery of Tara Calico. It's just sad. It is, but there's still not much information out. Well, hopefully one day, you know, they'll... Find something to give closure. Find something. Oh, that was a good one. Bad one. It was bad. Not this again. <laughs> it was sad, but it was... It's it's an interesting case. Yeah, it was pretty devastating, honestly. I had... I couldn't... Honestly, this case, you know, when you research for cases, how something goes through your head and you just... You're just like, man, I want to do that one. That's, yeah. that's how this one was. I It didn't take me a long time to, like, figure out what case I wanted to do. Yeah, because it's just so insane. Yeah. Like, someone obviously snatched her up, but it's just like, where is she? Just like, what happened? Like, she was never found. So, obviously, maybe she's still alive. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows if she's even in the U.S. anymore? Yeah. She could have been um, taken down to Mexico, for sure. This was also pre-9-11. Yeah, it's true easier to smuggle things out of the country so crazy all righty well next episode's gonna be a little less tense this one was intense yeah i'm, I'm anxious are you <laughs> i don't know it's just that picture's like creepy yeah i recommend for sure if you're gonna watch the case look up the picture we'll i would never look up pictures like for, for podcasts for a long time i listened to them and i would never ever look up anything i wouldn't go to look at the pictures that were posted. I would just either search them up online or sometimes I wouldn't at all. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these cases, when I've heard them, the ones that I have heard before and I'm posting the pictures and stuff like that, I'm seeing photos for the first time. Crazy. Unless if I saw it on TV or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously there's photos, but yeah. All righty. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. Josh, thanks for telling us this story. Of course, please. Like, subscribe, follow, rate, review, pop in our Instagram and just say hi. Yes, do that. Slide in our DMs. Let us know what you think. 
about <laughs> anything. Yes. What What do you guys think happened? I'm curious to see. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to hear theories on this one. There's a lot of theories. I was looking on Reddit. There's a lot of theories. But yeah. some of them are, there was too many. And I was just like, I'm, I'm going to keep this Was one. aliens a theory? Be honest. It was not. Damn. I'm going to go to Reddit and type it up real quick. Somebody had a theory that she, okay, this is, I'll mention this theory. Fuck that it, she like not? ran away on purpose? No, that there was an organ harvesting area in that area. Oh, and she was 19. And I guess it was kind of like next to like a crackhead trailer park that they took her there and harvested, like killed her and harvested her organs. That was like one of the theories. And I was like, all right, that's enough internet for one day. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye. Bye.